Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Team Selection Podcast on the AFR Ratings Network. My name is Pete and I go by the name of AFR Ratings Pete on Twitter. On the road and welcome to co-host Seven Purse Ryan Daniels. G'day, Rhino. G'day, Pete. How are you going? All good. Pretty clean selection for round 22, but let's go through team selection here. On to Friday night, Collingwood and Geelong. So Hoskin, Elliott, Frampton, Markoff in. Probably take that halfback role for Collingwood. Uh, side bottom, uh, Dacos missing a few weeks now. Ash Johnson at the side for Geelong. Shannon Neal gets another opportunity and Jack Henry... Unfortunately, uh, out for the remainder of the season, and that was via Kate Massey today uh, with foot surgery there. Uh, onto Collingwood, so no Nick Dacos, Jack Chris potentially going into the midfield for bigger midfield minutes, and probably throw Taylor Adams into the mix there as well. Well, on Geelong's side, you know, Collingwood didn't target James Sisley last week, so there might be another opportunity for Tom Stewart on Friday night. I just wonder if uh, Collingwood will change their opinion on to do something with uh, Tom Stewart. Your thoughts here? Yeah, that's interesting because uh, other than Sicily, you'd say that Stewart, maybe say Luke Ryan from Fremantle, they're that sort of, they play that third tall uh, ball-using defender, uh, big defender, which is a huge score is capable in all three of those players when they get that space. So, yeah, it will be fascinating. They got touched up by Sicily, and I did hear Craig McRae say they did try some stuff. It's just that Sicily played really, really well. It kind of, kind of was better than the stuff they threw at him. Um, there's a heap from this game that interests me. Uh, Collingwood, no day costs for the rest of the home and away season. What does that do? Is it Taylor Adams? Is it Tom Mitchell? Uh, is it like some other midfielder? Is it Pendlebury? Is it Chris, the one that you mentioned? Um, how does it work in terms of that distribution of so much footy? Because day costs is one a lot of footy this year. I haven't got the numbers, but I'm guessing he's won more footy than anybody. Um, so suddenly you've got, you know, 30, 35 disposals a game um, that aren't being taken by one player and are being split up and shared around. So that, that could really shape some fantasy seasons. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of people have hopes that it's going to go to their guy. The other one that's out, of course, being side bottom. Uh, but you would assume that Hoskin Elliott just probably just fits into that space. Um and then in, in terms of Geelong, you mentioned Neil. Uh, he's a big sort of gangly key position player. I wouldn't be expecting much from him. I would assume he plays mostly forward and he, he did pinch it a fair bit in the ruck as a junior, so he, he may be able to do that as well. Um, but, yeah, it's a fascinating game, mainly for the day cost space for me. Um, and everybody's heading into either prelims or grand finals or semifinals or whatever in their, in their league. So it's a crucial time. Yeah, one of the uh, goes uh, for teams playing Collingwood is to hold the ball away from them so they can't play that fast footy inside 50, uh, very efficient ball movement and scoring efficiency there as well. So I kind of imagine that Geelong are going to hold the ball off Collingwood. So I think 
I would expect some pretty decent fantasy numbers coming out of the Cats on Friday night. So let's move on to Saturday here. Uh, we have Roberts in for Sydney. Uh, Stevens gets another opportunity. Campbell suspended. Ryan Clark out of that team there. And on to Gold Coast. Uh, Sande gets another opportunity with Ben King now out with a knee concern. Will Powell, ligament damage there, so it wasn't a terrible injury for him. But Tuke Miller returns, and obviously he did a role on Lockie Neal last time he came into that team. So what I'm thinking here is that uh, there's a possible uh, that Stephen King has Miller as an option and a potential target for a Sydney player. Your thoughts here? Yeah, it could be, absolutely. Um, and when you look up and down the matchups, I guess maybe it's Luke Parker. Suke Miller and Luke Parker would be a phenomenal matchup to watch. Um, two of the toughest players in footy. Uh, I don't think Tuke would go with an Errol Goulden. I, I mean, I'd, I'd love to know your opinion on that in a moment, but... Um, I don't think that's the guy. Maybe if Mills was playing permanently in the middle, Tuke would go to him. Um, on terms of the Sydney side, Matt Roberts, great young player. I was really liking what he was doing early in the season. Um, but, you know, obviously it's a bit late now. Maybe you hung on to him all year and you've just got a little bonus emergency player. Who knows? And the other one with Gold Coast with Powell being out, who was scoring pretty well, Power. Um, who does that help? Is it, um, is it Rory Atkins? Is it somebody else uh, off that halfback line? Uh, that can really pick up some of the points. So there's a bit to watch here in, in terms of the last couple of weeks of the season too. Yeah, I don't mind the shout-out for Atkins there. Uh, he should rack up some pretty decent points there across half-back. And as far as uh, Errol Gordon, uh, he can play a lot on the outside, so I don't think he's going to be too impacted if he does get targeted by uh, Miller because Miller wants to play that inside midfield role and he's well matched up against other inside mid. So I think you're probably right. It could be a Luke Parker type. So we go on to North Melbourne Essendon. So Cunnington in for his uh, retirement game. George Warlaw returns. He'll get some inside midfield usage there as well. For the Kangaroos, Phillips on the outer uh, again. And Hanson out of that team. While the Bombers, Snelling in. And Jai Caldwell misses uh, with a hip concern here. So that opens up some midfield opportunities there for the Bombers there. Um, on to Jack Siebel. So he's announced his retirement there this week. Uh, he potentially that might manage him through this game, only a potential. Uh, as I say that, because his final game will be la- will be next week. So I just wonder if he gets managed late in that game to prepare him for round 23. It's on my mind and obviously on a few other uh, fantasy coaches' minds there as well. So I just want to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, well, uh, quickly on Essendon, I guess, you know, it's similar to last time when there was opportunities in the middle for Essendon, it's probably guys like uh, Ben Hobbs who are probably going to be the winners. Um, Setterfield's named as an emergency, could be the sub, I guess. So he's not quite back either. Um, but I would say Hobbs is probably the big winner there, which is great for some who have him as a mid-forward eligible. And on Zebel, I mean, this is crucial. I mean, I know personally I've got him in a couple of draft leagues. Uh, one of them I've got a prelim this week. Um, and next week's another prelim. I, I'm hanging on, and I'm sure I'm not alone in hoping that he can just deliver two last big scores. Um, I will flag that potential sub risk to this week. And obviously, he's not going to start as the sub, but could he finish as the sub uh, in preparation for that final game? The game's a blowout. It, it is possible. Um, mm. I, I would say it, it's more likely that he just delivers us a couple of really strong games across halfback like he has. He's been really good for them this year. It's not just that he's been picking up the numbers. He's actually been a really good user of the ball and a really good defender. Um, so I've got high hopes. I'm hoping he avoids that sub. If you're bringing him in uh, as a Hail Mary in a salary cap, it, it, there is a slight risk attached to it, isn't there? But um, for your drafts, you just have to back in the, the ceiling of that scoring. Because you know what, mate? Even if he plays three quarters, 
he could still be on 100. Yeah, like, exactly. That's how prolific he is. And if you're overly concerned, you can play the uh, bench loop there as well. Uh, he's an early game, so you, right. just, you never know because he'll be still a bit target there this week. So if uh, people aren't doing that bench loop and, and you know, all of a sudden it's a low score and early sub potential, uh, yeah, you've jumped ahead of a fair few there. So let's move on to Brisbane and Adelaide. So McInerney returns for the Lions. Robertson in there for another go for Brisbane as well. So we go Fletcher on the outs for Brisbane and obviously with McInerney in for misses. Uh, for Adelaide, uh, Luke Pedler returns, Rory Sloan uh, from the sub back into the 22. Chase Jones unfortunately misses the remainder of the season with a foot injury, and Rochelle on the outs uh, for now uh, out of that 22. Your thoughts here? Yeah, I mean, Rochelle is the interesting one, I suppose, for Adelaide. I mean, he was flying at the start of the year. He's still going to be a star. I think we've all got high hopes for Josh Rochelle and, and a lot of shares in him from a fantasy perspective as well. He's shown the ceiling, but he really has faded as the year's gone on, um, which is really disappointing. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I'm not overly um, surprised by anything else there. I guess it's a shame as well for Chase Jones to be out of that team uh, because he was he was pretty handy there for a moment. Um, he had started to show some signs as, a, as at least a draft defender, um, as a fifth defender or even a bench defender, which I, you know, I, I sort of had fairly high hopes for him going forward. So that's a bit flattening too. Onto Carlton and Melbourne, so no change for the Blues. Uh, Zach Fisher was uh, pretty impressive off half back last week, and onto Melbourne here, uh, Clayton Oliver and Brody Grundy back into the team. Obviously, Harrison Petty now out for the remainder of the season, unfortunately, and James Harms out of that 22 there. Um, so yeah, it's a big impact here, potential for Max Gorn. I uh, will see where uh, that goes, but yeah, Oliver straight back into that midfield. Yeah, that, that if you can hear a loud thud, it's every Max Gorn owner punching a wall there because he's been flying since uh, Brody Grundy went out of the team. I, I do think that there's a pretty good chance that Grundy, given what they've seen from Gorn and given the, the the messaging that's been coming from Simon Goodwin, that he may just be the permanent forward and 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 pinch hitting in that ruck rather than before when there was some games where it was like a 50-50 split. Some games, Grundy was rucking more. I think there's enough evidence now to say, right, um, you're basically Harrison Petty now, Brody. You're not you're not taking time off Max Thorn. So it'll be interesting to see how that works. Um, and Clayton Oliver back is obviously massive. Uh, I'm high on Fisher, really high. I think he's a really good ball user. Um, it was funny, when he was drafted, I know it was insane, but a few people were saying that there was, some remnants of a Sam Mitchell in terms of his ball use. They couldn't determine whether he's a left footer or a right footer. Now, obviously, he's no Sam Mitchell, um, but he's a very skillful player when he's been given the opportunity to use the footy. So I really like that. And a few of those other Carlton players, Nick Newman amongst them, is just thriving in a scoring role. Uh, even Wienering's scoring has been up. So no change for Carlton is good news for anyone who's owning those players. West Coast and Fremantle, the Derby, uh, Saturday night, Sam Petrisky seaton into the team, Jermaine Jones there as well, and we go to Marich, unfortunately, out with a calf concern, and Williams for the Eagles on the out, and Fremantle, Warner and Johnson into the 22, Hughes injured, and Rasmus out of that team, so your thoughts here and on how the Derby sets up? Yeah, I, I suppose the matchups are going to be the interesting part from a scoring perspective. I mean, we've seen some of those West Coast defenders put up good numbers. Jeremy McGovern at times, Tom Cole at times. 
Liam Duggan at times. I think Elliot Yo will play down back again. Um, Fremantle have some, some threatening players up there. Uh, it's yeah, I, I would expect West Coast to try to con- consume a fair bit of the footy, uh, particularly across half back, to just keep that scoring low. The last thing they want uh, after a couple of really not strong weeks but stronger weeks uh, is to come out in a derby and get blown out by a big number. So. I would say that they'll look to limit the damage, and the best way to do that is to have the footy in your hand. So if you're looking for um, a solid defender to play in a spot, uh, I would grab one of those Eagles guys that usually can be grabbed off the waiver. Um, that uh, Carl Warner for Fremantle, they like him a lot. Um, plays off halfback, uh, decent user of the footy. Uh, probably would have played a bit more this year um, had he not started the season with a, with a couple of niggles. Been in good form for Peel. Um, only played one game so far, and he was a sub. So this is this will be his first game starting in the 22. So he's an interesting uh, one to watch, I think. And Luke Jackson, massive game last week. I'm expecting big things and a strong finish to his season. Yeah, he's playing against Bailey Williams this week. Um, obviously, that's a favourable matchup for Luke Jackson. Uh, his numbers have been massive without Darcy, just huge. Like, he's had a couple of match-winning performances, both in fantasy and in, and in Fremantle. Uh, Fremantle's real life form um, he's been fantastic so I would expect that to be the same he's having a really strong finish to the season um, and you know a lot of people will be bringing him in this week and I, I see no issue with that at all OK I'll go through Sunday outs here and I'll run through some notes from each game so for the Bulldogs uh, Scott and Joe Henderson on the out Caminiti uh, Cumberland Jacob Hopper there with concussion uh, for Port Adelaide we go to uh, Mead Bonner and McKenzie, and for the Giants here, Brent Daniels, Toby Bedford. So Hawthorne, possible Connor Nash and Marcus Bontempelli match up in the midfield. And if that is true, then McGuinness could target an outside halfback type uh, for, for the Bulldogs, which could be Caleb Daniel somewhere around that range there as well. And for the Bulldogs, I'm not sure on uh, the Bulldogs that they'll go to instantly to James Sisley. More likely they'll try and make him accountable for another tall. Uh, for Richmond here, uh, they may ta- uh, you know could be a good target for uh, for fantasy coaches Jade Short because halfbacks have scored quite well against the Saints. Uh, for Port Adelaide, there's a big watch on Port Adelaide here for me. A couple of players missed last week with illness, and a few players have been separated from the main group there this week. So that is a big watch, and unfortunately, it's a final game of of the round, so you've really just got to keep your ear out for any type of news over the weekend there. And for the Giants, uh, does Callum Ward take a Zach Butters type in the midfield? So your thoughts on anything there? Well, for starters, uh, the Port Adelaide stuff, I'd be refreshing your Twitter page uh, constantly if I was the Port Adelaide owner because that's where you're going to get the most up-to-date news. And as you say, anything is going to be crucial. Um, you know, there could be key players that come out and that could lose you a final. So be across that. If you're relying on your port guys, if, you, if you're 50-50, do I play this port bloke or do I play this other guy? Maybe you're on the side of caution. Um, these things can really derail your whole season when you think about it. Um, yeah, look, I think the one thing there to touch on is Hawthorne, Connor Nash and Bond, that's a natural matchup. That's what happened last time. It's pretty rare that coaches will send two taggers or coolers in the same game. So... I think if Nash is with Bont and Pelly, it might just be one of those ones that, hey, if you're near him, you'd be next to him because you've got him, you know, equal size and strength, um, but maybe not a tag. And if they do do that, I can't see them also tagging another player, even if it is a halfback. So it's going to be, it's very rare that you go two super defensive players 
because it really does stop your ability to attack. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. My prediction would be that McGuinness does go to, a, say, a Caleb Daniel or a Bailey Gale, uh, one of those attacking types of halfback, um, and then Nash and Bonson Pelly are just sort of buddies for the day rather than a hard tag. Uh, well, where can the listeners find you this week, Ryan? Uh, usual spots, mate. Twitter, uh, Footy Rhino, uh, column in the paper. Uh, I'll be calling the Derby, which I'm assuming everyone on the East Coast will be listening to Carlton Melbourne. But if, you, if you're really a, a massive Eagles or Docs fan here on the East Coast, you'll be out of here uh, on Triple M uh, Perth. We'll be calling the Derby here. Uh, for sure. So you can find me at AFL Ratings, Pete, on Twitter, aflratings.com.au for a stack of fantasy information, AFL Ratings uh, on Twitter as well, and associated Twitter accounts there as well. Bye, Ryan. Until Team Selection uh, next week, have a great weekend, and good luck to the listeners of Man 22. Thanks, Pete. You too.